0: 45 minutes earlier on Reckless Attack. And those are all the pieces move in chess.
1: Sal, so, this game is really stupid. Why are there so many pieces? I mean, this one does one thing, this one does another thing. Like, that's just so random. Why can't they all be the same? I mean, this one moves a little bit. and And while we're on the topic, too, why is it only the horse that can jump? I mean... Shouldn't they all be able to jump? It doesn't make any sense. Mm, That would be unrealistic. And you know what? While I'm on the topic, black and white? Seriously? Who's afraid of white? They should be much more intimidating colors, like black and red. Wouldn't that be good? You want to change the colors of the board to black and red? No, no, the figures. No one looks at white and says, oh, no. They look at red. Red is a strong color. Mm. You want all the pieces to be the same Yes And you want them all to jump Of course I believe you are describing a game that already exists Wait, what? You're describing Checkers You're saying there's a game that's named after me? Not exactly, but I suppose from a certain point of view That's incredible, we should play Checkers Hmm
2: Self begins packing up the board.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Reckless Attack, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast. My name is Nathan Lurs. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I will be your humble, as always, Dungeon Master, leading this merry band of misfits. Speaking of, seated next to me on my right, we have... Hello, everyone. My
2: name is Steve Hurovitz, and I am playing Salve of the Binjuzi
3: Monastery. And to my right... Hi, everyone. I'm David, and I play Kaskarin Brightmane, the dwarven warlock. And to my right... Good evening, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) We have the Crypt Keeper. Yes. No, hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan, and I play Checkers, the Grung Druid, and his trusty frog pal, Mango. And to complete the circle...
4: Hi, everyone. I'm Sophie. I play Valeska Carter, the human asterisk because I forget when to pause, Cleric. Yep. Of the Arcana domain.
0: <laughs> I like the idea that with very little effort, someone who has listened to a bunch of these episodes knows exactly who's sitting where and who's sitting next to who in each and every single episode. Sometimes you like to jump around, though, so... That's true, and and obviously we were very clear that Mm go-around, who was sitting next to who, but I like the idea of when we're jumping around, of, like, there being someone with, like, a chalkboard with, Mm. like, the red (laughs) string in between different character art, and it's like, okay, this person said this one in this episode, too, so that must mean they're sitting next to this one and well, it's i, like I those, hope that has happened. it's like those word
2: problems in grade school yeah where you're exactly, like, like, this exactly. person doesn't sit next to this person but they like to eat this particular thing so you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and i i think my favorite so far out of all of the episodes was I'm playing uh, Valeska Carter, the
0: human?
1: Yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we'd like to
0: present our first ever Clips show. Uh, thanks for joining us here this <laughs> evening. We all gather here together just to introduce ourselves and then uh, show you some of our favorite moments from these. No, nope, we're not doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least not yet. We have We have murder to take care of. Speaking of, we didn't get straight to the murder. Hope you guys all enjoyed our little prelude there. We all, at the end of the session last week, we all just like looked around at each other and we're like, you know, I actually wish that we had seen Checkers and Selve hanging out. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, well, good news. We have a podcast. (laughs) We can just do that. We can Uh just do that. And we just thought it would be neat. And we're doing stuff that we think is neat and hope you guys think so too. So you guys are in a little bit of a pickle. I'm just collecting them at this point. A pickle collection that's a specific uh, character character choice. We are knee-deep in dill. (laughs) That will not be the episode name of of, of this particular one. Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. it, It wasn't on the list before, but it is now. You guys are delving into these deep woods. You have joined with the Verdant Wave, a fellow adventuring guild, as well as... I think 13 other random guards from your caravan or even just kind of regular, regular folk who decided they would join you and try to end the grung threat. You guys made it almost all the way back to the clearing that these grung had inhabited and stuff happened. There were French accents thrown around. There's a frog riding an owl bear. There's a panicked... Kaskarin, there's a Selv who is an indeterminate amount of space away from everyone else, and now there is a semi-large patrol of Grung who were coming towards your group of collected adventurers and guards. Did I miss anything?
4: Actually, Val is frantically waving her hands trying to convince the verdant wave that checkers is not in fact the high overlord
0: yeah you guys didn't really have time you kind of were going in hoping like okay we'll show him what's going on we'll show him all the you know oh there's this pile of fruit there's this big creature there's the high overlord grung there's all this kind of stuff and we are
2: definitely going to prove how good we are at our job exactly (laughs) we will
0: Casgren will be able to assert himself really step into that leadership role that he was hoping for uh and um uh, n- no. Uh, it turn- turns out no. That's- Can episode seven be a different timeline? Like, just go see that one instead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> and just as a reminder to you all, and a pause for you all in case you need to do anything about it, and also to let our listeners know, I'm going to give you guys all a short rest because you guys were on watch a little bit, but you're pretty hunkered down. Yes, you were walking back and forth from the caravan, but there was enough time where you were not doing anything terrifically strenuous that I'm fine with you guys getting stuff back. And also, you guys don't get all that many st- much stuff back in this current party yet. anyway, so I feel like, oh, wow, I can get really good, generous GM points with actually changing very little. So <laughs> well, Just no benefit. To, yeah, to great anyone. job, me. Kaskrin, since you were standing next to Yanis Varga when you cast your spell, I think he would know what happened. He would have heard you say some sort of arcanely powerful phrase in a large snap. And he is a canny and experienced enough commander to probably put that together.
3: I think he wouldn't know pretty clearly what had happened. I was not
0: trying to hide that at all. So, Yanis Varga, again, elf, kind of a classic knight-looking person, covered in armor, his side, handsome, long hair, air of authority. He spins and looks at Kaskrin dead in the eyes and has the most glowering look that you have ever seen. I don't know. I think Kaskrin, and correct me if I'm wrong, how, well, I guess, how good of a soldier was Kaskrin? How good of a town guard was he?
3: Kaskrin was an excellent soldier in his later years, but Yannis is making him feel like his first day on the yard, like the first time he ever held a sword.
0: You know this stare. It has been directed to you before, not in a long time, and dare I say, not to this level of disdain and of dismissal, I suppose, and of, of anger. And he looks and he grabs you by your collar or your breastplate or whatever, and he says, what did you do? I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just moved. I don't know. He pushes you away and he still looking straight at you, not paying attention to anyone else in the rest of the group. He points a finger at you, just a stern finger and says, take your group And those with bows around the side while we have a chance, we can try and flank them. Do it now. And Kaskrin, you know,
3: almost raises his arm to salute, but then mutters out, sir, yes, sir, and takes the group around the the flank.
0: And he points to a few people in the group who are holding bows, gestures to follow. He's barking out orders. He is immediately a commander of the battlefield and is supremely aware of what's going on, is calling out orders to people to set up a line of spears, you there with the sword, stand with me. He has taken over your group of 13 people and he is telling those 13 people that some of the people with bows are going with you. He is giving orders to the rest of them. And what is Kaskarin doing? Kaskarin runs
3: up to... Valeska and grabs her by the arm Valeska we have to go we have to get to the front lines the grung are coming oh god what have I done he is trying to get in front of the group of just regular people to try to stem the oncoming grung coming their way
0: yeah definitely Valeska
3: there's, there's no time we have to go and he tries to you know, almost pull you away from the brows that you are protecting or trying mm-hmm. to get away from checkers.
0: Okay. Let's roll for initiative, everyone. <laughs> Things have escalated quickly. Let's just say yes, that. Yes, they have.
4: I'm not Ooh. going first. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Natural 20. Nice. nice. So just destroys all of the grung before they even get to us. Right. Casgrin with an 18. Checkers with a 14. Uh, that that leaves Valeska. Sophie, what did Valeska get?
4: A three. Oh,
3: bot bottom quartile. Yeah, uh, bringing up the way
4: wind. different from playing a barbarian paladin with the alert
0: feet. I think.
4: Yep. Advantage. Oh, I miss it so much.
0: So, Castrin and Val, you said a little bit of what your plan is. Specifically, where are you going? How are you ensuring that you are able to flank, as you were ordered? And, you know, hopefully kind of divide up this grung attacking force and catch them by surprise.
4: Val is very, for a second, torn between like, I don't want to follow this dude's orders, but uh, it's a smart plant. And she like begrudgingly is like, yep. fine, yep. all right.
0: And are you moving, are you guys moving towards
3: checkers? I was planning on moving towards checkers. Okay. I imagine we are just yeah, through the, the underbrush trying to get around these trees and... Almost
0: ambush these
3: grung when they get closer.
0: Great. Up first is Selv. You hear sounds. You hear the barking of orders. And you see a large contingent. I think last time we said they are not the one that's closest to you. Most of the people around you are drowsy, asleep, whatever. But you are close to the pen of captives who are not actively being monitored or controlled. What is your hope and plan? (laughs) So
2: if I remember correctly, Val was the only one who actually spotted Sel sneaking around the outside. Correct. My general plan is to start moving forward to where the commotion is happening Mm -hmm. and pick people off from behind, like the last couple people, like, you know, the last grung in line, he'll kind
0: of move up and probably attack that one first to knock him out and then move on to the next I am fine with essentially you taking this turn. I don't need, particularly need to stealth roll, I don't think. Because of the distance you were taking, the care you were already taking, the stealth you are already doing, I'm fine with you skirting around. There's a lot of other things happening right now.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to specifically go after any of them in the back that have ranged weapons. That, that'll be my first priority.
0: Next up, well, let me set the stage a little bit. You guys are all moving into your kind of intercept position. Again, we're hand-waving all the movement, all that kind of stuff. I assume that you guys are just charging in and or lumbering in on a large browl. Thick trees surround you. It is a deep, ancient forest. And all of these grung suddenly stop and see you guys, realize that they're somewhat surrounded, and go, ah! and charge at you. It is hysteria. immediately hit, where it's just everything is going to shit. Kaskrin, one of the last things he said was everybody stick to the plan. It's a little unclear if everyone knows what that plan is yet. From the corner of your eye, you see the other contingent of guards, of soldiers, and guilders getting ready to square off. The other group has set up on one side, you guys have set up on another, you, and this applies to all three of you who are kind of in this general area, you hear the cleric rager dwarf holding her big morning star start to chant. And it is at the exact same level of excitement, of energy, throughout the whole time this battle is going on and what she is saying is hold on i have it written down i totally just
2: heard in my head uka chaka uka <laughs> it's uka, not uka, that uka chaka <laughs> uka, 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 <laughs> uka 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 to
0: so over and over you hear this dwarf again same register the whole time the morning star fills us with the rage to kill our foes the morning star fills us with the rage to kill our foes it starts to bounce a little bit with this rhythm of his words over and over. And even from this distance, it doesn't mechanically affect you, but you can feel something. Like something is kind of boiling up inside of you. And you are also feeling this strange battle rhythm kind of flow through you. You also see the elf commander has taken a few of the other guards And put up a little bit of a a line of people with shields, swords, that kind of thing. Kaskrin, you actually recognize one of them, and you would have previously... Okay. One of them is the guard that you chastised... Oh, yeah. ...in the first episode, who you specifically were like, we need you to do better. And here he is? And here he is. And he is on the the front lines with Yanis... If he gets killed in this combat, Val will never forgive you.
4: Val doesn't know he she, he. Yeah, cast, Val. Had, nobody else has okay, ever that's
3: fair. seen him, but Caster would never forgive himself if he died. Okay. Shadow doesn't care. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I know that Val has nine treasures of her healer's kit left, so she can stabilize nine people, hopefully.
0: Yep. Finally, the turtle War Wizard. He's walked over very calmly around everyone, and he holds up his book. And extends his kind of clawed, gnarled, giant hands and just points at a couple of them. And you see... Please cast haste. Please cast <laughs> haste.
2: Please cast haste. Because that would be funny.
0: <laughs> I'm not
3: going to tell you He now has 30-foot regular movement. <laughs> and he,
0: uh, he points this finger out. And from it, three rays explode from his hand. And they arc around the battlefield, the first salvo in this combat. And immediately, it sizzles two grung as well as another tiger. Coming towards the group of you three are six grung. You see, first and foremost, one grung that is riding a large, strange snake that appears to be at least 10 to 15 feet long. And this snake seems to be moving fairly quickly and seems to be pretty into it, pretty, you know, pretty with it. You see a couple of grung, one of them a blue grung, one of them a purple grung, both riding mortals. They are both wearing similar styles of dress compared to the tiefling that you rescued back in session two. You see two grungs who are not wearing mount, who are not riding mounts who both have bows and arrows who are kind of hopping along. They haven't gotten their kind of firm sniping position, so to speak, but they're already up just a little bit. And finally, you see an orange grung, which is one of the rarer types of grung that you've seen in this encampment. Probably only maybe one or two throughout the whole camp. This one is riding... Some sort of creature, it is covered with this leathery, almost scale-like skin. It has these it's sitting back on two hind legs with these big, powerful muscles with a long, powerful tail sticking out behind it. In front, you see two clawed hands that look ready to rip something apart. And at the top of this creature, you see a lizard-like protruding face with long pointed teeth, flared nostrils, and a very scary overall countenance. And this creature is being ridden by this orange grung who seems to have a spear in its hand and an extra chubby chin as if it is one of those like fat frogs, or one of the ones that's like mid croaking and it seems like it is just riding along this thing and it is wobbling. And now, speaking of that hell creature, it's its turn. Who's up front?
3: Of our group, I think Haskran would be up front, and he is just getting ready when he sees these six grung plow
0: through the woods. That seems reasonable. You guys would have known where they were before they knew where you were and would have had just enough time to arrange yourselves in whatever order you were.
4: behind Yannis. Well, no, you came over to me. I'm close to you. God damn it.
0: <laughs> so, Kaskarin, as this creature is barreling down on you, and right towards the last few feet it veers a little bit to the side and this thing takes a spear and leans out and almost jousts at you from reach and makes an attack against you. Kaskrin tries to dive out of the way. Probably does. That is a six on the die, so I think that is a big old failure. Kaskrin just
3: awkwardly tumbles to the side as this creature jabs down with the spear. takes a moment to right himself.
0: It continues running. We'll say it's about 10 feet past you. Once it is out of reach, it spins around a little bit, facing all of you, essentially. It barks out a couple orders that checkers would understand, something along the lines of get up here, you fools! You see its big, chubby chin inflate a little bit. Oh, this won't be good. And it's just going to let out this strange sound. I'm sure that recorded really great. So it just lets out this huge sound, and it's one of those sounds that it's not super loud, but it hits everyone's eardrums just wrong. And I would like everyone to please make a wisdom saving throw. I have advantage! <laughs> <laughs> yes, wisdom saving throw for all three, or all three of you, plus the
3: browel question for clarification. I was assuming the brow was actually closer to over here. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So just the two of you then. Yeah, it might Let's be find- Kaskrin and Velaska. Checkers is still over there like 30 feet behind some trees. Kaskrin has a 12.
4: I have a 15.
3: You both pass. Whew. Nothing happens. Wow. I'm impressed. But it is still... <laughs> 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 played golf club,
0: And that is the end of its turn. It is about 10 to 15 feet away from the both of you, really having hoped that you were gonna, it was gonna be able to hit you both with that. It's still making the sound, and its neck, its head is still kind of thrown back, and it uses its weird frog eyes and kind of like turns them around in a weird alien way and looks at both of you and realizes, ah, dang. That's its turn. Now it is the writer's turn. So they are both on mortals. We had good initiatives, too. Like, yeah, I rolled <laughs> you had like, good initi- I rolled like nuts. They are. I'm just going to kind of cinematically say they're both going to kind of walk up to... Actually, they're both going to come up to Val, I think. No. Yep. First one, the purple one, is going to go first. It is going to lean over its mortal and is going to put its wet, slimy, grung hand right onto your face and is going to make a unarmed attack against you. That is a 3 on the die, so that is a miss. The other one is going to do the same thing, I think. Ooh, 18 on the die. That'll definitely hit. Yep. Could you please make me a constitution saving throw, please? 9. You are blinded until the end of your next turn. This is going to get oh. real bad real fast, guys. <laughs> is that was that that was that the first time you guys have been hit by one of these? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, that reminds me something I would like to do. These are not your run-of-the-mill grungs. You don't say. Yep, it may not surprise you to learn. In fact, it is not even your player's handbook grung with the poison variant. These are a really awesome grung variant that I found on Reddit. I believe the user is jetlag413. I found it, it's a very old thread now, but it's been stuck in my brain ever since I read it. And each of the different grung have fun different conditions that it is able to do Obviously, giving up damage, giving up a lot of other things, and increasing their difficulty, which I have bounced for, but I thought that was a little cooler than just like, well, you're poisoned.
3: I love that there are not only nearly 20 creatures on the field, but there's also different colors of grung, and each of the
0: grung have a different special ability. It's a little complicated for Nathan, (laughs) but we do the best we can. So, that is their turns. How does Val react to, once again, getting slapped across the face and then temporarily blinded?
4: I imagine like the first grung goes to like slap her in the yeah. face, and she like <laughs> kind of dodges out of the way, but directly into the hand of another grung, <laughs> oh. and it's just like Cass just hears Val uncharacteristically louder than than Val like meant to say, but was just like, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> And, like, that's probably all Cass hears, but it's not a good thing to hear in battle.
0: No, yeah, and, and, again, you'd be able to at least see that Val is, like... You
4: could probably see her. She's, like, trying to, like, blink, yeah. like, a lot and just being, like, uh and, like, looking up and all around, squinting one eye, the other eye.
3: So I imagine this lizard has just whirled around after trying to poke... Kaskrin, and Kaskrin just hears in his mind from Valeska, oh, shit, and then like, quickly turns around to double
4: take. Oh, that's right. I think then we has still to, have mind yeah, link, too. So but here. then he has to, like,
0: veer, like, you know, right back to the lizard. hmm Next, Cass, it is up to you. Uh, again, don't forget, you have your own archers with you. I'm actually gonna say, Kaskrin, you get to choose what they target okay. on your turn, assuming that you are doing a decent job of trying to keep ...between them and keep the archers back, which it sounds like you are. Essentially, I will ask you to point to whoever you are telling the archers to attack. Roll 2d6. That is the amount of damage that they are doing. I figure, statistically speaking, five or six archers shooting at one thing, that seems fine.
3: Kaskrin is going to first as the lizard rears around and almost skids to face yep. back towards him to ready himself for another yeah he raises his hand he says archers on the lizard fire and he points forward and then you see six people sort of poke around from behind trees you know kind of a different height some of them are squatting some of them are standing yeah cool and they each loose a crossbow bolt towards this lizard dealing nine points of damage ow Kaskrin Oof. moves up fifteen feet to the lizard and he casts heavy blow on his hammer charging it with potential energy In that same movement he also casts booming blade so heavy blow is the bonus action yep. and booming blade is the action with a melee attack oh, so he's able to cast both of these spells in the same turn mm-hmm. but he is just charging his hammer with magical energy before just trying to slam it down on this lizard as hard as he can 17 to hit oh boy howdy does it 9 points of damage and you can see just sort of this faint vibration on the lizard as well. As is under the effects of booming blade. Okay. Can you please have the mount make a constitution saving throw? It's a fail. This dice is going to jail. All of a sudden, the lizard feels the impact of the hammer and recoils staggering a little bit. It is stunned until the beginning of its next turn. Okay. Good to know. Anything else? No, but just a note, that is only until the beginning, so it still has
0: the rest of its turn to do anything it wants. Okay, sounds good.
4: And now, a word from our sponsor.
0: This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War. A peace which is now in peril. When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words, Trust no one, Tyre. Can the gang find Tyre, escape the claws of more strange monsters? and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength in diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed Goblin Gunslinger. Hello,
2: this is your pilot speaking. I would like to welcome you to Reckless Airlines. Our total flight time for this episode is approximately one hour, and we will be cruising at an altitude of 2,000 frog stacks. In a little bit, the fight attendants will be by with complimentary clips and excerpts from previous Reckless Attack episodes. We know you have a lot of choices when it comes to 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcasts, and we would like to thank you for choosing ours. If you enjoyed your experience during today's episode, please be sure to fill out the in-flight survey and leave us a rating or review, or tell a friend. Book your next flight with us at www.recklessattack.com, and thank you for listening.
4: Checkers, your go. You have been doing your checkers thing. Yes, I have. What is that
3: checkers thing now? So I, Jonathan, have been thinking about this a little bit about the potential consequences of Indeed. trying to unleash an uncontrollable <laughs> brawl into a grand melee <laughs> and what effect that might have, who might get hurt, what might happen. Checkers has spent maybe ten percent of that time thinking about it Easily. and has decided to just completely ignore the consequences. So. What he's doing is a little bit of what he was doing before. He's desperately trying to get this mother brow who is stumbling around poisoned to get her to go towards the grung, hoping that when she gets attacked, she'll go into a blind rage and just hit whatever's in front of her. And that opens up space for
0: checkers to go around and steal things. Got it. So you're kind of hoping to point it in the right direction just enough that it will become a target. Yep. And then it will get angry, and you hope protect its cub, react, hopefully not get poisoned and taken over, Uh and go from there.
3: Hopefully not also hurt any allies, but really, that's on the allies to worry about. They should know better. They should know. You, You are attempting to focus its rage. Checkers is going to try to first pull on the owlbear to try and get it to move in the right direction. Failing that, he's going to just go into that direction hurl a stone at its face and then
0: leap into the trees and hope that works. Oh, okay. I'm going to give you a straight roll. DC 19. All right. To do exactly what you want it to do. And there's
3: always a backup plan of hit it in the face. Exactly. So, let's get the roll. Oh, 23. Luis.
0: All right. Wow. <laughs> Describe to me exactly what you do to start to get it pointed in the right direction and moving towards whatever is coming at you. This brow is focusing too much
3: on the cub right now for it to do what I want it to do. So checkers might actually try to cover its eyes and just start maybe <laughs> shifting his weight over to try and get the bear pointed in a different direction. And then once it's lightly pointed in that direction, he's going to start, like, kicking it in the neck to try and get it to go somewhere.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> Cheggers <laughs> is going to get mauled. Oh, yeah. He's
3: absolutely going to get yeah, mauled. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's trying to dodge any sort of claws that are coming his way. He's sitting right on top of it right now, so hopefully in a position that the brow can't easily get to. You're, like, right in the small of its back. Right, yeah. Where it can't reach because right. it's too I, muscular. I
2: just, I just had this image of, like, absolute best-case scenario. Is you, you see the owl bear go for, like, start trying to claw checkers, and then the camera pans away to the grung leader, mm-hmm. and you just see checkers flying through the air at the grung leader, <laughs> having been flung yeah. by the owl by,
0: That is by a by pretty boy. good situation. We'll, we'll find still. out. We'll find out what happens. Uh, uh-huh. We'll let the dice guide us. Right. Uh, okay, so this large browl starts just like fitfully, and again, kind of sickly, but still very dangerous, of course, kind of trundle, I guess, uh, and lumber the direction that you want it to go. Perfect. I'm hoping to steer it actually kind of away from where Kaskarin
3: and Val are, okay. just because there's a lot going on there. So, even if this thing doesn't directly have an impact on the current situation, I'm hoping to send it careening into the rest of the Grung camp, potentially, to cause a distraction there, and maybe slow them down a little bit.
0: What are you aiming to do? Like, wait, th- those are two very opposite yeah. directions. Yes. Yeah. So... You're aiming it towards the fray-ish right now, or are you just, like, throwing it into the camp first thing and then doing something different? Checkers,
3: in this case, the smart part is trying to keep a, a hold on just the checkers doing dumb shit kind of part. Yep. So he is going to actually send it into the camp away from where we are right now. So not into this current battle. Okay. So what I'm hearing is you're going to chain two battles together. Right, yeah. And then the bear is going to come back, bring all the rest of the grung, and we got— because. If we send the owlbear into Cas and Val, it's going to also there attack. There are
4: three other grung. The
3: the only thing I heard is a possible name of an episode. <laughs> on the brawl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. But then we have to deal with the owlbear. It's
4: your right. it's your focusing this is, this of is energy your cir- into your owlbear. This is owlbear. your circus. Yeah. This right, is your, your circus.
3: We, we are only spectating. Right. Uh No. Fine. Your brow, your rules. Fine. Checkers is dumb. All right.
4: Checkers, let Checkers be dumb. <laughs> Checkers right. is also
3: a survivor. He is. Uh, no. You follow
4: your heart, bro. But you follow your heart. He looks out
3: heart. for numero uno. Mango. Yeah, right. Checkers isn't so suicidal so as to send an owlbear into two of his allies. So he is going to send it into the rest of the camp to cause a distraction there and slow them down. None of them are awake, just as a reminder. Well, what better way to wake up than to a rampaging poisoned Works owlbear? Works for me. I will do that. As Checkers sends the brow careening off into the rest of the camp, he is going to leap off of it and into the tree line. He's going to try and move around a little bit to where the orange grung and the giant lizard are, and he is going to cast the spell Thorn Whip, actually, to try and pull it away from where Kaskron is. You're trying to pull the grung off of its bound I'm actually try- thinking of trying to pull the lizard away because if if you cast booming Blade and it's away from you, it's going to have to run to get to you, which will trigger your booming Blade. That is true. So he's actually going to try and pull it away from her cast in Valar to force it to move.
0: Okay. W- does, is there any sort of size restrictions? Large or smaller. Okay. It is a large. Okay. So you're all good? Cool. So he's going to you know just sort
3: of circle around and try and pull this thing away. He's going to attempt to hit it with a melee spell attack. Mm-hmm. And again, this looks like him sort of pointing his crossbow at this thing but unleashing this jagged fishing hook towards it and as it tries to pierce its skin 20 to hit uh absolutely the thin looking fish hook and fish wire attached to this crossbow lands into the lizard's thick hide Mm -hmm. and it feels it just being tugged by a magical force towards where checkers is in the trees it's gonna find itself moved 10 feet away from
0: casenval okay that will move it successfully out of even the grung's Longer range. Perfect. That's that's my turn. Okay. Uh,
3: actually, bonus action, I'm going to conjure up three frog stones, put them in my hat for next turn.
0: Okay. End turn. All right. Now it is the giant constrictor snake and its rider's turn. This grung doesn't actually have any weapons drawn. It appears to be much more focused on controlling its mount. It is going to slither in between all of the trees and casgrin you see it coming up to you the snake is going to rear up and it is this huge thick python it rears back and you see its eyes flare just for a moment and you see you you hear the grung mutter something a command and this thing lunges out at you oh no as it tries to constrict you 18 to hit that hits You are now grappled. There's no save. But you only take three points of damage. Okay. That is the end of its turn. Now it is the archer's turn. So they are still kind of hopping in between trees. They're not too terrifically far up, but they are going to stay a little far back. With them being high up and not wanting to hit the snake, I think they are both going to try and attack Val. Uh, 19 and an 18 on the die. I don't even have to add modifiers today. It's great. Okay, you take four points of damage from the first one. And then six points of damage. Oh, no. That is both of their turns. Valid, is your turn. You are blinded.
4: I am blinded. So knowing she's not in a great situation... As an action, she is going to wildly swing out with her Yuquala at the riders in front of her, okay. attacking with disadvantage.
0: I like that. Very heroic.
4: Oh fifteen at disadvantage. So that's a seventeen to hit. Absolutely. Nice. Uh, and that's, it's,
0: it's, it's like a, it's a spear like. It's a like,
4: short spear. Short spear, right? Yeah, the, cool. Th- like D&D beyond the very specifics, like a yeah. three foot spear <laughs> with an 18 inch blade. It's very.
0: Very metal. <laughs> I'm into it. Cool. So you are just like flailing around and, but you're just trying to listen. You're trying to remember where everything was. It's very uh, Sherlock Holmes, Robert mm-hmm. Downey Jr. of you. And then you stab out and you hear. ah, uh, Only doing two points of damage. Cool. Uh, what one would you like to have hit? The one who blinded you?
4: Yeah, she'd probably go for the one who blinded her because there was a touch attack, so she's probably got a pretty good idea. That's true. <laughs> and then as a bonus action, Val will take a healing potion. Oh, sweet. Nine points of healing.
0: Ooh, that, is a, that was a juicy potion. Did you mean for that to be a healing potion or did you want that to be an anti-diuretic? that a, gave you? That's a
4: good question. I did want it to Just be to the clarify. healing potion. Okay, okay.
0: Just I Val, realized Val did not have clarify. time to
4: combine both of them yeah. and like shake it up.
0: <laughs> Perfect. That makes sense. I appreciate your honesty and your trueness to character. Remind me to tell you about combining potions in first edition.
4: <laughs> Val is engaged with both riders, correct? Correct. Knowing that frog has like a... Th- the Grung has something that...
0: Frog is not narrowed down no, in this combat, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Ni- neither does Grung. Mm-mm. <laughs>
4: Do I move?
0: Well, the blindness ends at the end of your turn. Yes.
4: Right? So I'd be blindly moving.
0: Yes. And opportunity attacks and such. Which would be at a No,
4: I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay here. Yep. I'm good. Okay. I don't want to take it more.
0: <laughs> but at the end of your turn, you blink that one last final time and you realize you can now see your surroundings once mm-hmm. more, including these two grung who are riding mortals who are, again, clearly out of it, slack-jawed, bearing down on you.
4: Yeah, and Vale kind of, like, just flavor-wise orientates herself, like, correctly now after being blind. <laughs> yeah, right, she, she it, was a,
0: it was a blind stab, and now she's like, oh, okay, back into form.
4: Yeah, and, like, hides behind her shield and has her spear, Ukwala, ready to go.
0: On the other side of the battlefield you see that Giannis and the couple of guards that he was with have now emerged and are in the fray. You can see Giannis just smoothly churning through Grung. All the guardsmen seem to be still holding up. They're staying in formation. They're protecting each other, all that kind of stuff. You can see that the Turtle spellcaster has continued to mow down individuals. Actually, it seems as though now the dwarf is moving supernaturally fast through the battlefield, still repeating its same battle rhythm over and over and over again as they are again churning through these grung on the other side. Now, self, I am going to allow you to enter wherever you would like. And then I will have you roll a stealth check. If you succeed on that stealth check, I will give you advantage on whatever Ooh. attack that you would like. All right. Well, sticking with my
2: plan originally was to go after any ranged people that were hanging out behind. Correct. In the back row there, so that would be these archers in the trees. Mm-hmm. The the I will say
0: they're all, they're about ten feet or so up.
2: Ooh, perfect. In that case, I will move until I am underneath that tree and I will attempt to be stealthy about it. Uh, so rolling the stealth roll,
0: 18. So you are able to use the cover of battle, the cover of these thick trees, I guess an owl bear charging around to sneak up and immediately start. I can always I can always count on people. checkers for a distraction. That's right, exactly. <laughs> Go ahead, resolve your attack with advantage. Checkers,
4: I see your plan all along. Yeah, haha, it worked. So,
2: since since they are about 10 feet up... And I'm going to say both of these are green grung. Are they both close enough that I would be able to hit both of them with my cone breath weapon? Yes, absolutely. And I'll Uh, say
0: they're even in the same tree. I'm fine with that.
2: Unfortunately, this doesn't take full advantage of me having advantage, but... I am going to basically just get underneath them so they're slightly above me. Ooh, this is the first bit.
0: one of the campaign other than a flavor one. Yeah, this is the first- and then
2: uh, I am going to inhale and just blast a cone of cold at both like? of them. Self kind of inhales, and as he inhales, then just before he breathes out, there's the little tendrils of what might be smoke, but in this case it's actually cold, kind of rising up, and then he just... Let's loose with a blast of frigid air at Hell both yes. these guys. So it is a DC 11 Constitution saving throw.
0: DC 11? DC 11. Two failures.
2: Ooh. Nice. So that is going to be seven points of damage. I rolled Ow. a six and a one, thus maintaining the balance of the odds. <laughs> and then I will, if there is a nearby tree. I will use whatever is remaining of my movement to kind of duck behind the tree and get a little bit of cover. I'm not hiding, yep. but at least have some kind of cover from the, Absolutely. the arrows.
0: I have no problem with that, especially with your high stealth roll and your crazy movement speed. That all sounds great to me. Anything else you'd like to do? Uh, that? Eh. Anything else that you would like to do that you can also do by the rules of 5th edition? Yes. Uh, okay, good clarification. The self is just going to be, mm, I hope everyone's Okay. <laughs> I'm sure everyone else does, too. Speaking of, it is now the Grung Leader's turn. He, not understanding what is going on, spurs his mount once more for another charge, therefore activating your Booming Blade.
3: As the lizard moves, he feels suddenly nauseous, and the sonic energy from Booming Blade reverberating against his ears gives him vertigo. He stumbles a little bit, taking one single point of damage. No! I can't believe you've done this. I thought that was a seven for a second. I got really excited, but no. It, the seven and the one look oddly oh, similar. Oh,
0: no. And it just, it's
3: a, just a one, huh? Just, just the smallest I spent, I spent my whole turn to enable that, and you rolled a one. No. <laughs> that is one less point we have to do later. That's true.
4: This, what was it? Vine Whip?
3: Thorn Whip, yeah. Thorn
4: Whip? Is it he like grappled there or is no? He... he can
3: move. I oh. also forgot. He, Thorn whip does one point of damage when it hits too. In case that matters. Oh great, that was against the, the lizard, lizard. too. yeah. I just forgot to mention, and then I rolled the one. So
0: great <laughs> ones all around. Actually, seeing that the other two of you guys are well wrapped up, in some cases literally, it is going to turn its mount towards its lesser grung cousin and spur on its mount and just say. Oh, who are you? I will get you. And charges at checkers. It is going to look at you and it is once again going to inflate. Mm-hmm. But you hear instead of a chur, a gurgle. A gurgle.
4: Cool. Oh! And it oh, no.
0: spits this globule of poison straight at you. First, it's going to roll to attack. It's a two on the die. God <laughs> damn it. Freaking, God. The, the trees are my friend today. I can't. Why? Let let me do the cool things, dice. This is even my maroon DMing yeah, dice. Yeah, I was just going to
4: say, it's the DM die. <sighs> the magic is
0: gone. Damn it. That's all right. It'll, it always comes around. But it is still going to charge you. It's going to do both. It can do both. You get it. That is a 19 to hit. Hits. Seven points of damage. Ow. As it charges into you and then just hops a little bit out of its saddle as it whizzes by and just gets just high enough to stab you. And then crashes down and then kind of keeps running another, we'll say another 10 feet past you. Now it is the two riders turn who are on Val. They weren't able to capitalize on you being blinded, which they're pretty unhappy about. The purple one is going to do an attack against you. Just a regular attack with its spear. 13 to hit. Miss. And then the other one is again going to reach out and try to blind you again. 17 to hit.
4: Frickin'. Roll me a Constitution saving throw. What? It's a tweener.
0: Uh, How lucky do you feel at level 2 saving throws?
4: 14.
0: That's a pass. Yes. <laughs> nice. 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 So, I uh, just got like mix.
4: stuck in my in my braid <laughs> and so now I just have like this grung like oh, slime no. in my hair. Oh no.
0: No, and no, it,
4: It's no. like it's like a mix of like gum gummy mucus. <laughs> I'm just remembering i just remembering the there's something about Mary. <laughs> See, yes. Yeah.
0: That's, that's what Val Oh I also
2: imagine Val's got this like two minds of the of the whole thing. She's like, That's so disgusting. I need a sample.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> well, plenty of samples <laughs> when they're dead. That is both of their turns. Caskerin, your go, sir. Cascarine is basically flailing around his arms are free but
3: the rest of his body is just constricted by this giant snake with one hand he directs the archers hiding in the trees to shoot at the blue grung the same one that Valeska damaged earlier trying to get at least something away from her and they deal seven points of damage as two arrows sort of you know pierce the the grung skin on his turn he is going to take his action and basically spin his maul around so he can kind of just, like, jam it against the grung that is riding the snake uh, to try to daze him a little bit. He's gonna hit him. 19 on the die to hit for 10 points of damage.
0: And he has not taken any damage yet, right? Correct. Okay. He's just like, let let go of me! And he's just
3: trying to, you know, wriggle out of here, but obviously cannot. Well,
2: l- luckily, dwarves already are compact, yeah. so we can't really, like, squeeze too much more. That is it
3: for my turn.
0: Checkers. All right. You are off the owl bear. You are facing down your fellow grung. Right. Which is confusing, maybe,
3: or it's something. It's something. Checkers isn't thinking too hard about it right now, but he is currently in the trees staring at this orange grung riding the lizard who is charging a little bit away from him and just thinking, hmm, I wonder if I can do that. <laughs> but uh, what he's going to do, he looks back at Cass and Val and sees that they're doing okay for the most part so he is going to hop up a little bit into the trees some more to try and get out of the range of this orange grung's weapon and -hmm. he's going to pop one of the frog stones into his crossbow and aim it directly down at the orange grung riding the lizard okay he's going to and when it's loaded in the crossbow it goes quite a bit faster but has much shorter range he's going to try and launch it directly at the orange grung cool Ugh, told to hit that is a
0: miss alright trees are not helping me out today okay snake the rider is trying to kind of wiggle out of the way of you Cass. but you guys are so intertwined that it would have to get off of the snake which is not exactly what it wants to do so the grung is going to hang in there and then the snake is going to constrict you and it is going to automatically do a little bit of damage sounds good a d10 of damage in fact Roll a one. Okay. So three points of damage as this thing slowly constricts you, but luckily dwarves are made of hardier stuff, and also you're made of rock, so that, that probably helps some, too. Kaskrin is only lightly squeezed. He's actually looking pretty good. Yeah, excellent. That is its turn. Now it is the archer's turn. They are being beset upon by this large dragon creature. They are each going to hop around... Since you didn't sneak around, they would know where you're hiding. Hiding in air quotes. Right. Uh, so they are both going to spread out just a little bit and are going to try and take shots at you individually. But I'm going to give you partial cover for both. So plus two on your AC to okay. both yep. shots. So first one. That's very good. That's a 21 to hit. Uh, I suppose. Yep. Five points of damage. Oof. That is another twenty-one to hit, and another five points of damage. I oh, promise. No. I did so much for cover. Roll the dice around. <laughs> they have spread out a little bit, but they're still relatively close by. They're not particularly fast. They're more all-terrain frogs. That is their turn. Val, what would you like to do?
4: Since I am engaged, uh, shh. <laughs> frick.
0: <laughs> Sophie is doing like a <laughs> Kevin McAllister, <laughs> hands on either side of her face, staring, I had, praying for the gods to give her an thing answer.
4: I had going to do, and then I remembered as a ranged spell attack, even if your target is not the one you're engaged with, it's still a disadvantage.
0: Yes, unless it is a saving throw.
4: <gasps> oh, but it's a saving throw.
0: I thought that might be of interest to you.
4: Thank you. Snaky Boy Grung has to make an intelligent saving throw.
0: Snaky Boy Grung. Well, they're not particularly intelligent. They're mildly intelligent. They rolled a 10 on the die. I'm going to assume that's probably under your DC of, what, 13?
4: Yes, 13 is my DC. They fail. So, they will take four points of damage.
0: What does it look like Yes. when you kill this thing?
4: Val is casting Mind Sliver. Ooh. She
0: I guess I should have asked what you were doing, but yeah, we got it. It's yeah. fine. We understand.
4: She's specifically casting that one because she's has she has her shield out and her Equala in hand and it's just a verbal component. So she quick glances over to see how Cass is doing, sees he's done a good bit of damage, and quickly just mutters, May you find the knowledge you seek and like the like with the seek it just shoots out Ooh, this I like, like, like that ray very much of energy right towards the back of its uh, this, this head.
0: <laughs> seeks you.
4: <laughs> yeah. And then I'm it'll just, like, it. go limp.
0: Oh, yeah, and then just, it kind of slowly just, like, falls down to the ground with a thud. Cass, you may or may not have seen what's happened. You were a little busy, but then you can feel the snake slide off of you slowly and release as as you can tell that even though it was pretty alert and actually doing the fighting it is reacting in much the same way it's not all the way down but it is now woozy and no longer in combat so as you kind of turn to face the rest of the battlefield being like okay one down you see in the distance Yes. Oh, sorry. I would Did like you have to run else away. You'd like to do? <laughs>
4: I would like to get out of the touchy, touchy range of the grunts. Would you
0: like to? Would it be still an attack of opportunity? I would two like to invoke two
4: attacks of opportunity.
0: Ooh. All right. They're both going to use spears against you. I think okay. they're not going to try and slap you. I see two 11s on your die. Yes, I had two 11s. 16. <laughs>
4: yep, that hits. Both Both hit. Okay. I was hoping one would miss. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's bad. Five and a four. Okay. 13 points of damage. I'm still
4: up. I'm still up, guys. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. fine. Okay.
0: And you move your full movement speed. Mm -hmm. Get the heck out of the way. Yeah. Casgrin, again, all of this is happening all at the same time. You feel this release. You see Val looking at you and then turning to run, but getting stabbed a couple of times. In the back, as she does, but still manages to get out of there. You see, again, the archers that you've been commanding are still holding tight. They are definitely starting to feel the chaos of battle a little bit, but they are still there. Okay. And then you see, again, across the battlefield from you, you see the verdant wave, and you see the group of guardsmen. And you see Yannis, who is there, again, still... Just like almost dancing with his sword, cleaving through foes and wading through the battlefield with martial prowess. You, being a trained soldier, being able to read a battlefield, see this moment where Giannis is between two conflicts where some a group of Grung have advanced on these guardsmen. And a group of Grung have started to surround the dwarf rager who is still chanting her battle hymn he looks you can see him see the battlefield in a way that you've done before that you've seen great soldiers and warriors and just experienced people do before and you see him move with immediacy towards the dwarf rager and you see the guard who you spoke to on watch, who answered the call that you gave, be run through by no. a wrong spear. And that's where we'll end our episode this week, everyone. Hooray! Oh. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. We love you all so much! bye <laughs>